Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia, and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s, and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments, and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments, I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020, and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Sydney. I love chatting with her. Sydney was on Colton's season of The Bachelor as well as Bachelor in Paradise. We go into so many incredible things in this interview from what it's really like to be on the show. If you're thinking about going on reality TV, what you should know prior, what it was like to leave her career to go on the show, grieving, risk, how she met her fiance, and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Sydney, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. So I'd love to start. Tell me about your 20s. I believe you're still in your 20s, right? No, I actually just turned 31 okay. this month. So okay. my 20s Perfect. are over. Okay, that's good. Okay, so tell me about so what your 20s are like. Yes. Feel free to include any show moments we might resonate with. Yeah. Let's start um, there. I feel like a lot of my 20s, or I, I feel like even though I'm not in my 20s anymore, I'm still going through some similar themes. It's just a lot of figuring out what you want, what you're looking for, what you like. I was living in New York City during my 20s. I went to school there. So I went to school for dance and had all these big dreams with that world. And I just found myself in this city after graduating college and still just trying to figure it out. And it's kind of a tough city to do that in, especially in regards to dating or finding out your career path and just making it in such a big city. So yeah, I definitely learned a lot from that time period. And I think it's such a unique and important time in your life. And I think there's a lot to gain during that time period if you really embrace everything that's going on. So yeah, I look back on my 20s with seeing all the growth that I had and looking back on it with like, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I went through all of those things. So and if you had to narrow it down to one major growth moment, probably really Really painful in the moment but looking back you're really grateful for that moment what do you think that one moment would be for you uh, I took a lot of chances and I feel like I got a lot of setbacks with that as well so I would just say like those bigger leap moments in my 20s would be the ones that are most memorable like for me getting my first like really cool job that I wanted I danced for the Knicks in my 20s and I absolutely love that job but I before getting it I made it to the end and was was told that I didn't make it. That was devastating. And then another one was going on The Bachelor, which I did at 27, which was a very big life-changing moment and also met with some setbacks because I had to quit dancing for the team I was dancing for in order to go on the show. So there's those like ups and down moments that really stick out where it's like this really exciting thing is happening, but it was met with like kind of devastation or like ending one chapter, if that makes sense. So just that the irony of it all. <laughs> and going back, have you always been able to take chances or is that something you learned to do in your 20s over time or has, has that been always like a part of you of like I know I can take this chance 
Yeah. I don't know if I was always like a thrill seeker like that, just like putting it all on the line. I just think I wanted really big things and I wanted really cool opportunities. And in order to get those, I understood that you had to take some risk with it and that it was met with setbacks sometimes and that you don't always get what you want right away. And sometimes you have to really work hard for things. But yeah, that just seemed to be kind of a theme for me that like when I want something really big or when I want to go to that next level, I usually have to like really feel like I earned it or there's mixed with some type of setback or not exactly what I thought it was going to be. But then when that happens, I I feel like I earned it more and it feels a little bit more of an accomplishment when I have to go through those challenging times to get to the thing that I'm working towards. So I guess it's just something I've always been aware of. And, you know, in order to get those bigger opportunities, it just you have to take those risks. Yeah. Yeah. And when you made that decision to go on The Bachelor and you had to quit, you know, the dance that you were doing before, was that an automatic like gut yes for you that you you knew you were ready to do that? Or what Mm -hmm. kind of came up for you when you knew you had to let go of dance to go on the show? I think for me, I never want to have what ifs or like regrets. So when there's an opportunity like that or something new and exciting, it's kind of taking me out of my normal. I looked at it, especially with that experience. I was like, well, if I don't say yes to this and I don't do this, take this crazy leap, then I'm always going to wonder what it would have led to or what it would have been like. So I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have that like I missed out kind of mentality or experience. So that's why I was like, okay, well, here's the option. I either go down this like very unknown road that could lead to nothing and I could get sent home immediately and, you know, nothing can come for it or go through the route that I've known and I worked for. And it's almost feels safe now because I've been in the experience for two years and I was like, well, I'm going to go down the crazy weird road because if not, I'm always going to wonder about what that would have been like. So yeah, we always yeah. got to go down the crazy weird road yeah. <laughs> because we never know. Like, where does that road exciting, go? Right. You know, you never know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like during that process, did you have to grieve that you didn't take the other road that you knew what it was going to be? Like, did you have to grieve that or mm-hmm. did that well, come up for you or? So absolutely. But it didn't happen until after I had left the show because the time period for when you are told that you are cast on The Bachelor and when you actually go, I think was maybe a week. So I didn't have a lot of time to like question my decision once I had made it. Then it was just taking those next steps, packing, getting my stuff together, figuring out my rent, figuring out all of those details. And I had less time. I just remember I made the decision and I cried in the back room of I also taught fitness in in the city at the same time and I was about to teach and I was like bawling crying and I had maybe like seven minutes before I had to teach so I had like a moment where I just cried my eyes out and I was like okay well well, I have to go do something else now so I'm gonna suck this back up we'll worry about this later so that was the only like morning period I had then but once I got off the show I had the experience because the experience keeps you from like having to think about like your life at home and all those other like realities that are happening and you get to like go take a break from life for a small period of time you're in this like crazy bubble when you're on the show and then when that ends ended and I got back on my phone again and I had to go back to my life that's when I was like oh what if nothing happens from this or like I don't have that anymore I don't have that safety blanket I don't I don't know what I'm doing next it was like all of those unknowns came rushing in and that's when it was like really tough but and one other detail that had happened I opened my phone up and uh, I got home around like I don't even remember it was like right before Thanksgiving so the opening it was the opening season for the Knicks like the basketball season was was starting 
So the first thing I saw when I opened my phone was like everyone posting about like opening night and posting the decal, which has like all of our photos listed. And I just saw that photo, but with myself like photoshopped out of the photo because I wasn't doing the team for that year. So that was like gut wrenching. (laughs) But yeah, so I faced all of that mourning process afterwards. So it definitely comes with the, you know, whenever you're going through transitions like that, there's definitely periods of like letting go of that former self or that former experience takes some time Mm. and I'm always curious about like like I I love watching the show to be one of the women like the amount of jealousy that would come up for me if I was one of the women like seeing all the relationships how how was that experience for you did you feel like a lot of jealousy come up or were you able to like manage your state or was it what kind of emotions were in that process a world that's like it creates that exact feeling like it's meant to make you jealous of you're dating one guy with 30 other women around you who are all gorgeous and like really unique and have all these cool experiences it lends to that and I'm I come from a world I'm around women a lot because I was dancing I was on a team of 20 women so going from that experience where everyone was like a team and together and supported each other to an experience where we're competing against each other was really interesting so it's yeah it's very very easy to get jealous or compare yourself or feel less than because it's all in your face. If your name is on, on a day card, if you don't get a one-on-one, if the girl next to you is getting more time, if you didn't get time that night, there's all these like experiences where you can feel very um, left out or jealous or all of those things that naturally happen. But I think what helps is just like really being focused on what you have and really like tunnel vision, especially when you have those really small periods of time when you're talking to the bachelor or when you're on like a little one-on-one time with him or even on paradise when you have that one-on-one time with people but yeah it definitely challenges every part of you to not lose your shit if I can curse on this <laughs> no you can't um, it's a shit show my funny so you say yeah, that's true. <laughs> in the title um yeah it's it's definitely it was definitely one of the toughest things ever as far as that goes but yeah, you learn to be very strong in yourself in order to survive it. So yeah, wow. Like I imagine like anything unhealed you have around relationships or around men, yeah. like I imagine it would all come up in that sort of environment. Is there anything you learned about yourself or maybe your relationships in the past in that process that you were surprised about? Totally. So I think that's what's unique about it. Or when you see people getting really emotional, and you don't understand why they're crying over this guy that they've known for a week, a lot of the times they're not crying over the guy, they're crying over the conversation that they're having you have so much time during the process of filming the show there's so many interviews and so a lot of it's very reflective and you have time to think about yourself and what you want and what you're looking for because you're constantly being asked questions in interviews or just like talking off camera even because you have so much time you don't have a phone you you have literally no distractions so it's either you're talking about the guy that you're looking to date on the show or you're talking about your past experiences and what didn't work from relationships and what you're looking for and all that stuff. So there's a lot of that kind of mixed in. And my experience with going on the show and my dating experience beforehand is I didn't really have a lot of dating experience. I had dated in New York, but I'd never had had a boyfriend before going on the show. So I was really taking a risk here because I didn't know what myself looked like in a relationship. I didn't know if like me getting in a relationship was going to make me become a completely different person. So that kind of scared me a little bit. But I would say just within the show and my time there, because I didn't have a strong connection with bachelor I didn't really grow in figuring out what that person myself looked like in a relationship I just got to really like 
self-reflect and think about what I was looking for and what I wanted to find after the experience and all of that stuff. So it's a lot of reflection and introspection and all of that stuff. Yeah. And not having a strong connection with The Bachelor, I feel like that's so interesting because usually we only see the relationships where it's like really strong. Like you could see that it's happening. Was there a point for you in the process that you realized like this just isn't working? Like this just isn't my person? Did you realize that early on or like how that kind of happened for you? I was very like realistic and I think pragmatic with the whole thing where I, yes, I hadn't been in relationships before, but I knew at least bare minimum what I was looking for and that I wanted to have like a strong connection and that I wanted all the things that I had spent so much of my life looking for because it wasn't like when I wasn't in relationships that I was just you know not seeking dates and things like that I was still dating I was still trying but I wasn't actually fully in a relationship so I knew I had an idea what I was looking for and I knew I wasn't gonna accept any less than that I had waited 27 years why would I settle now kind of a thing so but (laughs) So yes, I knew what I was looking for and I just kept trying to find that. So every little, you have like 15, 20 minutes each date, really one-on-one time with them. So that's why you see people telling their whole lives in like the first five minutes of talking to someone because that's all the time that you have. So every time I would try a little bit more, I would try to get a little bit deeper under the surface with him and he just was not giving it to me. And I think all, I think he was very guarded through the experience. And as we all have seen since my bachelor was Colton, there's, he wasn't, I mean, there was things that were going on with him that none of us could have known at the time but so yeah I just had a tough time really connecting and because of that I wasn't gonna just you know fantasize about the idea of what a, what him and I could be like I needed to see like clear examples of that when we were talking or hanging out or whatever and I wasn't so I would say a couple of weeks of doing that and I was like okay something's not going on here and I think when I really sealed the deal for me was when we were about to get to hometowns which is kind of towards the end of the experience and I had never brought anyone home to my parents so I took that very seriously and I knew that the next week would have been hometown so I was like well this is do or die for me at this point like I can't stay here and bring this guy home to my family and be like, hey, here's this guy I really don't know that well. He's the first guy you're ever meeting that I'm bringing home. Like I couldn't do that to my family. I couldn't do that to myself. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out if we're going to get there in a week, which sounds wild, but you can you can grow really quickly on the show if you have like a full date or, or time. But I had to see that he was going to maybe show me that he could get there or like fight a little bit or just like show me more than what I've been seeing. So I tried and I did that last like laying it out on the line and he really just didn't give me much more so I was like okay well it's clear I took a chance and I laid it out what I was needing and looking for and he just gave me the answer and I can't just sit around and you know expect things to change because now now I know that they're not going to so that's why I ended up leaving the show on my own because I was just like this is not going to go anywhere I can't I'm I gotta be realistic here especially because hometowns were coming up so yeah (laughs) yeah and and that's crazy because you don't think about that you you only get 15 20 minutes in those intervals like you don't realize how little amount of time that is that's so small how it's you small. get like your story across how you get your connection across in like such an amount of small amount of time yeah so unless yeah. you're on a one-on-one date and you're you have the whole day and night with him then it's you have more time you can really connect and talk but I didn't ever get one of those experiences unfortunately so yeah I wasn't gonna get there with the 15-20 minutes that we were we were getting I mean if in another case it was like connection at first meeting anything like that it would have been different but I just didn't have that experience mm. 
And what was that like? Like, it kind of, like, uproots you out of your life. Like, it's kind of like you're, like, taken out of your life, like, thrown into, like, kind of a bubble. And, like, everything you know, everything, like, your family, everything is kind of gone. Yeah. Like, what was that like for you to have, like, your family gone, you know, your your regular job gone, like, all mm-hmm. the things that you're used to for comfort gone? Yeah, it's like you're being taken out of your little <laughs> shell that you are in. Yeah, it's tough. And it makes – it's a very vulnerable place to be, especially when you get into those emotions if you are someone that like really falls for the person or has strong feelings for them then it's tough because you can't like fact check it with someone that you trust and know like you make friends on this show but they're also trying to date the same guy so it's hard to fully trust like the people you're talking to and or to really open up because you don't want to say too much because then you're going to be a threat or you're going to you know share more than what you would want to or whatever it is so it's kind of tough and challenging in that world especially but yeah so it is it's hard and plus when you go home that bubble is burst and no one was in that experience with you besides the girls that were there with you some of them are still there if you leave home earlier so you can't really like talk to them and you don't really get to know what happens until someone calls you or whatever because once you're gone you're gone you don't get to see what's happening and then you can like I could talk to my family but it's really hard to explain exactly what it was like and all of those emotions you felt so it was a very interesting time I remember going home this was like many years ago now but I just went home and I was like I'm not going to go back to New York yet I'm just going to go to my parents house and I'm gonna just stay there for a month I just need some time to like you know breathe and be with myself before I have to jump back into figuring out what I'm doing next or what my life is or what it looks like now yeah and it's also interesting because you don't really know what's going to happen or how you're going to be portrayed or any of that until it actually airs which is months later so it's a lot of anxiety a lot of unknowns Mm. but yeah Mm. and I'm curious going through the whole experience now if you had the choice to go back would you want to go back on the show or would you want to change anything there I wouldn't go back one because I'm engaged but um (laughs) right after I would say before I was with my partner now I I would say I would want to have gone back and try to make my experience different I always wanted to to go through those emotions to really like feel something from someone on the show and really grow in that world as far as like my romantic side of myself but I never really got that opportunity because I didn't really have any strong connections the whole time I just made like really great friendships and had really cool experiences but I never got to feel like those emotions and things so I would say the only thing I would want to do differently is maybe go before I was with my partner it was like going back and maybe take more chances I think I was a little guarded with my time there I just gone through this huge transition where I decided to leave my job and I was also had fear in the back of my mind that like I still am somewhat representing that job I still want to make myself look good on tv as far as like not look like a villain or anything like that and now looking back on it knowing my personality that really wasn't an option because I'm just not that type of a person so I think I would have put myself out there more and taken more chances with it but it was it's hard to do when you're not like strongly connecting with people because then it's like okay well you're putting yourself out there for like what you know yeah so yeah, I think it w- if I had that experience to go back, like right after I'd been on the show, I think I would have just taken more chances and trusted myself even more because I I was just so fearful of like looking or saying, looking like not how I am or saying the wrong thing or things like that. I would have just gone back and had more trust in myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a process. I feel like it would bring up all the fears, like all the anxieties, yeah. all the fears, everything would come up in that process. And I'm wondering, like, do people reach out to you saying like, I'm thinking of going on the show or what should I know before going on the yeah. show? And like, what do you tell them if someone wants to go on like either like Bachelor or maybe like a different like love reality yeah. TV? 
show. What do you There's say? There's so them? many shows now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have had people ask me that. I think it's something that you really w- want to think about because it is a huge experience whether you're there for a long period of time or not. You open up yourself to a lot of vulnerability when you're on such an insane platform like that. I mean, millions of people watch this show. So millions of people are going to form opinions on you. And because of the way social media is, they're going to be able to tell you those opinions back in the day when you went on shows like this. You went off the show, you went back to your life and maybe you would run into people on the street and they would say hi or whatever, but it wasn't like people were DMing you insane things that they tend to do when you're on a TV show. So I would just say there's no way to really prepare for that, but just know that you're ready for that or just, you know, be realistic with yourself if you can handle stuff like that. Because I mean, even if you don't end up being like the bachelorette or like, or have this, you know, crazy experience from going on the show, you're still going to get a version of that. And that's tough for anyone to take in and it takes some time to get used to that. But yeah, so just be like really clear with why you want to go on the show, like what it is about the experience that you want to do it. Be really clear with yourself of what that is and then make the decision from there instead of being like, I'm going to be fine. Everything's going to be easy for me. It's like, no, it's going to be challenging no matter who you are. So just be like really clear with why you want to go on and if you can handle that experience that everyone will go through. Mm. And I'm curious, coming off of the show, did you have a ton of guys slide into your DMs? Or like, what was that process like of like everyone knowing you're single and like, you yeah. know, you're kind of the world sees you on TV and yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. I just remember because I would have like little things here and there with guys in New York when I was trying to date. And I remember a few of them reaching out and I thought that was funny because it was like people that had ghosted me or people that like didn't really treat me great would send like a rose emoji or like ridiculous things like that that I was like, ugh. So just kind of those things I feel like stood out to me. But yeah, I don't think it was like crazy. My DMs were like insane. It was a lot of it was like women that appreciated how I was on the show or things like that, which I really liked. And then especially as I was more open with my experience and like who I am as a person outside of the show on social media. I think that's when a lot of more people would reach out or ask for advice. Well, most people I talk to whenever I'm open about how I didn't have a relationship until my now fiance, who we met when I was 29. So I went a very long time single. So that comes with like a lot of patience and things. I I always try to share information on that or like how I experienced that because I feel like that helps. And that's something I would have wanted back in the day when I was single and trying to figure it all out. So that's a lot of the conversations that I have via social media. Going into that, like having like your first relationship be at 29, like what was that like navigating that? Like navigating, you know, having the first relationship. And then I believe also from what I heard on um, Datable that you guys were long distance too. So you have like first relationship, long distance. How did you navigate all those factors and really make sure you had like a solid foundation for your Mm -hmm. relationship? I think what helped me the most was being really honest with myself and with him being like hey I'm not gonna keep this a secret like I haven't had a relationship before this like I'm very interested in you and this is going well but I just want you to know like if there's something about relationships that I don't know or that only people that have been in relationships know let me know because I have no idea and if you know I'm communicating in a different way that isn't clear like let me know so I was just very upfront with him and I think what's different about him and I's relationship is that it was just very easy even though there was all of these constraints we had met via Instagram 
Instagram during the start of the pandemic. So we started talking on Instagram and then randomly started texting. And then from there, I just randomly FaceTimed him one day because I was bored in, in the pandemic. And then we just kept FaceTiming for three months. So we had a lot of constraints with how we started our relationship. It wasn't really necessarily the easiest way to go about starting a relationship because he made it easy and we didn't really, there was no games or anything because it was really like not worth anyone's time to play games in that, especially during that time period. So I would say the ease of everything and just me being really honest with him when I was like, I don't get how this works or if there was ever anything that came up, which from experience now, there really wasn't anything I didn't know. I mean, you, I think what I thought about relationships before getting into them, I thought like I had to have all these experiences to really be ready or whatever it was. And I found immediately that that, that wasn't the case. Every relationship is unique and different. So even if someone's had 20 relationships before you, they don't necessarily know more than you do because this new relationship will be different anyways. Yeah, it's such a great point to how each relationship has its own individual challenges and own individual things that happen in it. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could go more into the how we met story with your fiance because yeah. I heard that and I was like, this is so cute. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting meet cute. So we started talking on Instagram. He, he knew of me because he actually watched The Bachelor. So now knowing him, it's really funny that he even ever watched the show because it's just not like him at all. But he watched his show with his roommate at the time and they would just watch it on Mondays it was like a guilty pleasure and for whatever reason he really liked me from the show which I found surprising because I just didn't really feel like I was that much on the show like I didn't feel like I didn't have like one-on-one dates or anything that you would have really stood out so I really appreciated that he saw me so he liked me from the show he kept watching because he heard I was on Paradise and then I obviously didn't meet anyone on either of those shows so then he would DM me but not like weird or creepy he would just respond to things I was putting up on Instagram already. So I would always do question stickers and like interact with people via social media. So he would always send me really funny questions. And usually people just ask like, how was The Bachelor? Da, da, da. And he would send me ridiculous things like, will we ever be caught up with the Kardashians? Or just really random questions like that. Because that's what he likes to do. That's his humor. So he stood out to me, but I didn't really like look into it much until the pandemic. I always try to respond to people. I just think like if I was on the other end of it, I would be wanted to be responded to. So I did respond to him and it wasn't until like we were talking more during the pandemic where I actually looked at who I was talking to and then I saw he was really cute so then I was like okay well we're gonna keep talking and then after like a full day of DMing he gave me an out and basically said it's been really fun talking to you if you want to catch up at any point during the pandemic here's my number so kind of like left it in my court which was really tricky and I was like well I took like three seconds and I was like if I end this now we'll never talk again so why not just keep talking like I have nothing to lose it's fun we're in the pandemic like who cares so I texted him and then and then we kept texting and then we ended up facetiming and we started a relationship over the phone basically for three months like i wasn't gonna go meet him he was in ohio at the time and i was staying at my parents house in virginia so we were very far apart and it was a pandemic and it wasn't until like i felt safe and things were opening up a little bit more that i ended up flying to ohio to meet him in person and we were basically in a relationship at this point but we had to kind of confirm if it was real in real life and i think what helped is that we decided okay if i get there and we don't like each other for whatever reason or if one of us feels uncomfortable like I can go stay at a hotel or I can stay at his parents or anything like I, we had those parameters kind of set in place so I didn't go into an uncomfortable situation. It was a little hard for my parents to get their minds wrapped around that I was flying to a state that I'd never been to to meet a person I'd never met before. They were a little it took a while for them to get used to that but anyways it ended up working out I spent like a week here and then he ended up driving me back to Virginia so I didn't have to fly again and go back to my parents house and stuff like that. 
that. So yeah. And then we were fully in a relationship from there. And then I actually moved in with him, not intentionally in that August. So it was like we met in June. I moved in in August, even though I just thought I was coming here to visit because pandemic was weird. Things were weird. And I was just focusing on what was working at the time. So the relationship actually was what was working, which is one of the first times that's ever happened to me. Usually it's like everything else, but this relationship was kind of falling into place. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what really stood out to you about him that you didn't experience in like past like dates that you've been on? What was yeah. the really the thing that you're like, this is different? I would say the ease of it all. Like he was very open with how he felt about me. I was because he was so open and willing to speak on that. I was more willing to open up and be comfortable with what we talked about and being more open with him and helping my feelings to progress more because I felt safe. There was never a question of like, oh my God, is he going to text me back? Oh my God, is he going to like not answer my call tonight? There was never those questions that I felt like I experienced a lot in dating that was just like always a game or like they would not respond for a while and then just make you go and crazy crazy and would just drive you insane like there was never any of that I just could always trust that he was going to respond and we just had a ton of fun like it was we would laugh on the phone for hours even though we had never met before and we and because we talked so much I felt very comfortable and connected to him because when you talk on the phone like that for so long like you literally have to talk about everything otherwise you're going to run out of things to talk about so we talked about everything and because I had that strong foundation I was just like very comfortable to move forward like he just he went with the pace that I was comfortable with because he knew that I hadn't had a lot of experience before him and things like that. So yeah, he just made it really comfortable and really easy for us to keep growing our relationship, even though it was like very weird situation. And I always wonder with like having that that bit of time before like you actually meet each other where you really get to know each other over the phone. I'm always wondering if that's like a better way to start it versus like just like kind of like jumping in and like having that pace, like that slower pace to it. I think for me, that was the best way for me to start a relationship, but I know everyone's different. And I think because I'd gone so long without a relationship, I tended to be guarded when I started relationship because I was just a little nervous. I didn't, and I didn't want to like wait all the time that I had and then end up falling for someone that wasn't worth it or or wasn't what I was looking for settling in any way. So I think, yeah. So this was a perfect scenario for me because of those reasons. I think other people, you can meet people in all crazy different ways ways. This is what worked for me. But I did like to share that story, especially when we were still in the pandemic, because I feel like when I was single and trying to find a relationship, I just I felt hopeless a lot of times because I didn't really know where I was going to find them or like how this was going to ever happen. And for someone like me who had gone so long without relationships and to find someone randomly on Instagram and me in this way, it was like, that is so weird. And I've never heard of anyone meeting like this. So I'm going to share it just in case someone else is out there like feeling the same way. Yeah, I think it just I like to share that. And I just I remind people that to never lose hope on how you're going to find it because there it's always possible and they'll always find you. And I truly believe that you just have to remain hopeful. You, it's really hard for that to happen when you're closed off to it or you just like have no hope or desire that it's ever going to happen. I at least tried to stay open even one of those times where I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I at least tried to like keep a glimmer of hope in the back of my mind that somehow I was going to figure out how to find this relationship. But yes. <laughs> And I feel like that's such a beautiful point of being able to keep that hope. Has there been anything that helped you hold on to that hope during the yeah. process? Because I feel like that hope, it could easily like slip, you know, like yeah. you could easily have that just kind I of. Th- I think what helps is when I was feeling a little hope, like losing hope a little bit is I would look to relationships that I found inspiring or and figure out really what I was looking for via like people I watched on TV or my friends relationships or just elements of people and things that I 
was really looking for. So then I had this idea of what I was looking for in my head. So when I saw it like out in the world and in other people, I was like, okay, well, it exists. And I know it exists because I've seen this person have this or this person have this. So that helped me stay hopeful. So when I would lose that, I would do research and figure out, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? Like, does it exist out in the world? You know, so I wasn't making up this like completely imaginary person in my head that I could see it in real life that they have found it. So why couldn't I find it kind of a thing? So yes, that helped me a lot being like, okay, even if it's someone on TV, like even if it's just like a character on a show, when you see it, like, I don't know how that helps. It's just like almost like a visualization of what it is that you're looking for and being able to see that. Okay. Well, it's not like, it's not crazy to me because this person thought of it, even if it was like a character that they created, it's, it's something. So it just helped me just stay a little bit more hopeful when it wasn't really happening for me for a while. Yeah. That's such a good point because having something that's concrete that you could actually see, you know, it's just yeah. not just like in your mind, like hope, like exactly. kind of in your mind. I feel like it really solidifies that and really gets you grounded in that. I'm wondering like, what would you say is like the biggest lesson you learned from your fiance? From him? Mm-hmm. I love how how well he's able to laugh at things and himself and he kind of incorporates humor to everything so he his experience is kind of unique and his family is really special but he went through like an insane experience when he was in college he ended up breaking his neck by diving into a swimming pool and dislocated his seat three and C4, I think. And he was told he was never going to walk again. And well, he actually wasn't, I don't even think he was ever told that his family was told that. So they were all preparing for him never walking. But I feel like no one really told him the reality of it. And so he in the back of his mind, just like always figured he would get better and would work it out. So we don't really know how, how this happened. But he was able to start like getting feeling back in his leg like a few days later, and then they kind of progressed. And now he's perfectly fine. So throughout the whole process, though, they always incorporated humor, and like laughter and would joke about things even though it was like a very difficult time in their lives and that's just kind of how their family is and how they continue to do things so I think what I've learned from him is just like no matter what's going on or what like the humor keep it light when you can and not to lose hope which is something I always lean on myself but he just helps me to like continue to do that with whatever we kind of go through as a couple and things like that. What a beautiful gift that they didn't say anything about it. Yeah I think that's very huge that it was never in his mind that he couldn't do like what he was seeking to do so it never held him back because he didn't know which was really it's really kind of hard to do as a family too is to like keep that from their son like knowing all the reality of it they just they kept it light they wanted to keep it positive I remember his dad was saying like yeah anyone's crying you're not coming in the room like keeping it out of the door I don't want to see anyone crying in this room this is not what we're about here so yeah wow I'm just thinking about that I'm just thinking about a hospital room and not bringing that energy into the room and um yeah which is hard to do yeah very difficult yeah and how did he propose to you so we had been living together so it was kind of hard for him to like really surprise me and we talked about marriage and things like that like I I don't think I would have moved in and like taken all the steps I had if I hadn't thought that that was a possibility so it wasn't like a question of if he's ever going to do it It was a question of like when and how but he surprised me by we'd worked with this photographer before and we had a good relationship with her and so he had her reach out to me about setting up this like Chris Miss photo shoot or this like holiday photo shoot or something. So then I got to plan like what we wore and where it was. So she gave me like choices and mood boards and all this stuff when I was actually planning my engagement, which I didn't realize, which was kind of nice because I kind of a freak about details like that. So yeah, I picked the location, everything like that. And then at the last minute, she had texted both of us saying, you guys should write letters to each other and we'll exchange them and read them because it'll be like really cute for photos. I've seen it done before. So I was like, okay, that's cute. So then I wrote 
wrote a letter. He wrote a letter in a journal that we actually shared when we were long distance. And then we got to the day and we were taking photos and then we did the letter thing. And then that ended up being my proposal. And it was like very sweet and, and really great. And then it was nice because his parents came up like as we were doing the proposal and then my parents were on FaceTime. So they got to see like everything and it was really special. So yeah, he did good. I was surprised. Wow. That's so cute and smart at the same time. Like I'll have yeah. her do the outfits and everything because we yeah. already know she likes it. Uh-huh. It is so smart. Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> I love and it. I had all the pictures and everything, which is great. So he did, he did a very good job. <laughs> That's awesome. And what's something right now that you're excited about? It could be anything happening. Yeah. I mean, I am wedding planning right now. So that's kind of always in the back of my mind. I just, I kind of love it. I know it's kind of stressful for people and it is a lot of money and a lot of things that go into it, but I, I have a long time to plan, which is nice. We're not getting married until May. So I just find it really fun and I love all the details and like the outfits and all of the little things like that. And it's kind of a way for me to be creative right now, which I really appreciate. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, I'm just continuing to like work on the things I'm working, all the projects I have. I continue to like work on my podcast I know you get that life just like constantly trying to grow it and get it out there and you know keep pushing myself in new directions with that so yeah it's kind of my focus at the moment and what's something that you do every day it's non-negotiable for you it really sets up your day Every day it's either like movement or a moment of pause. So it's whether that's like I will set a timer on my phone for six minutes where I'm just like quiet and trying to meditate or just like sit still or I've been trying to do my five minute journal every day just like to have some type of grounding practice at some point in the day if it's just like literally five minutes or if it's movement it's like a walk or like I teach fitness still so just a way of like getting out of my head and all the thoughts that I always have. I just find that to be the most grounding and gets me out of you know all the craziness that we all experience during the day yeah and what do you journal on um it's called the five minute journal so it's like a gratitude practice it literally takes five minutes it asks you like what you're grateful for in the morning and then what you want out of your day and then like kind of the daily affirmations and then it ends with like what you did good in the day I think and just it's like two questions and that's it and then sometimes if I need more I'll just like rewrite and just brain dump and then I'll close the journal and that's it I'll do that on like a different notebook but yeah just kind of putting my thoughts from my head onto a piece of paper seems to help me just like get them out so I don't have to keep you know marinating on things that aren't even necessary to keep marinating on so yes yeah and I'm curious do you guys have a practice as a couple that you do every week or anything you guys do intentionally for your relationship that's a good question I think we just we try to take walks and just you know take breaks from the day I love getting him to go out and walk whether we're walking our dog Dixie who's a bulldog so she doesn't get very far which is like some form of getting outside and walking I think that's what we do pretty regularly that really just helps us connect or take a break from the day we're pretty simple people you know we like to cook food hang out watch the latest shows stuff like that hang out with his family things like that because they live close so yeah but I would say what we do regularly is definitely take those walks and I have a final question for you. So if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, hmm. what would you want to tell her? Or if you want to tell her nothing, that's an option as well. I would go back and just be like, everything will be okay. You're going to figure it out. All of the things that you're wondering about and maybe fearful about, they're going to come together and you're constantly going to be changing and shifting and growing, but you're going to be okay and just trust yourself. I love that. I loved interviewing you today. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm 
Everywhere I am is Instagram, Sydney Lotuaco, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-L-O-T-U-A-C-O. I'm on TikTok or trying to be as well. And then my podcast is something to share and we release episodes every Wednesday. So just kind of share stories of other people, inspiring people, or just my own life in the world. So yeah, that's where you can find me. I love the title. Thank you. It took me a while to figure that out, but <laughs> we're there. We got it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.